0: Welcome to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your talker, JC. This tale is called Way of the Blade. And, dear listener, if you want me to share your story, you can send it to multiplane at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Blade of Hylos. Powerful and undeniable. Your enemies fear your edge that has yet to find a worthy opponent they scream they run at the sound of your name you pierce the souls of the unfaithful you show them kindness and death for they have wasted that life we pray that their rebirth leads them to you herald of champions we seek to honor you your enemies will fall by our blades so that we may join your eternal weaponry we thank you for your lessons we learn to be perfect in the blade here, our call—a a life, life not for not the blade—is a life, a life blade. not lived. The edge that cut through the king's pride, and now we are left alone. A, a life, life not for not the blade for the is a life, a life, life not, not lived. A sharpness that keeps us safe from danger, unknown and known. A, a life, life not for not the blade for the is a life not, not lived. Blade of Hylos, powerful and undeniable. We welcome this new birth in your way. May you sharpen them as they grow. Let them cut down any adversary in life, like you cut off the head of that demon lord. Welcome to the way of the blade, Vasrum, Binax Oldium Tazar. Be sharp, be double-edged, be undeniable. Prophet Marcus handed Vasram back to his parents. The followers of the blade held their various weapons in the air, welcoming the new addition. That was Vasram's first day in Stone Seal. The Tazars were like none other in the community, since their faction had been chased out of the kingdom they needed a new form of generating money they chose armor smithing the way of the blade is still a growing family it currently does not have that many people a few hundred at most a high number of followers in the lafal kingdom renounced the blade under threat of banishment having shrunk their numbers their family was one of two producers of armor the bladed often use combat as a means of resolving problems thus they go through armor very quickly which means their family is always busy. Vasram is the younger of two children. His older brother was six years older than him. When his brother turned 11, he started helping his dad in the forge. Other than that, his family went to communion three times a week, just like everyone else. They went to sharpen class twice a week. Once Vasram turned six, he would join the rest of the community in sharpen classes. Prophet Marcus told him they must be vigilant. As servants of the blade, they must grow stronger by the day. The blades must be strong enough to never suffer the embarrassment of banishment ever again. Members of the blade must sharpen at least twice a week to refine their abilities. His father had mastered the spear. Meanwhile, his brother had taken liking to the warhammer. His mother was unique in choosing a morning star. Vassram's life was set in motion the moment he was born. He would start helping his brother and his dad in the forge once he started attending sharpening classes. That all changed a week before his sixth birthday. The young Firbald had received an early birthday gift from his grandparents. They couldn't make it to the party, but still magically sent him a gift. It was a small action figure. The first time Vasram touched it, he didn't drop it for half the day. He named it Vasrum Blade Warrior. He imagined himself when he was older. He was taller, had bigger muscles, and was usually dressed in the garment of the prophet. Vasram was in the family room making his bladed warrior jump from furniture to furniture. Midway through the fight against his mother's slippers, the action figure completely morphed into what Vastrom imagined the bladed warrior would look like. It looked similar to him, except much older. Vastrom dropped the figure. The moment it left his hands, the figure returned to its original form. He picked it up and thought about older Vastrom again. The figure turned into imaginary older him. He went and showed the rest of the family. His father expected it. When he grabbed it, it turned into his father. They passed the figure around. The figure morphed into whoever the Wielder was thinking about. That night, the toy was the talk of the dinner table. Vasram would let other people play with it, but it never left his sight. Some time had passed after his birthday. After returning home from an exhausting day of playing, Vasram went home to take a nap. He laid the bladed warrior on his nightstand before closing his eyes. When he woke, he was surprised to see the moon was peeking its head through the window, and his favorite toy wasn't where he left it. He looked around his room to no avail. In his now manic state, he left his room on a hunt. He went from room to room looking for it. There was no bladed warrior, and there was no one. Vastrom searched the house again, his heart beating a little faster. When the tears were about to start flowing, he heard his brother's voice playing in the backyard. He instantly went to him. He opened the door to see his brother sitting in the dirt playing in the mud with the bladed warrior. His fear shifted to anger. He ran up to his brother and yanked his gift from his hand. His brother got up and tried to grab the toy back from him. You made it all dirty, Connie. It's gonna take long time for me to clean all the mud off. Vasram complained. Let me get a turn. Connie yelled. No, it's not yours. Ask for your own. Connie, being the older of the two, was able to overpower Vassarum. He took the toy and shoved him to the ground. Vassarum started crying, yelling for his parents. Mom and dad are out late working tonight. Connie jeered. Vassram rose to the ground. Give me it back, he growled. His voice was different, more sharp. He looked directly into Connie's eyes. Vastrum's were different. The usual pale green was replaced by white pupils with a glowing sword in the center. From nowhere, a transparent white cloak surrounded him. The scuffs he had from falling were healing in front of them. Give it back, he repeated. The toy left Connie's hand seemingly of its own free will and floated to Vastrum. Connie stood there shaking. He lost control of his bladder. Connie fell on his butt, turned, and ran into the house. With the toy back in his possession, Vastrom had calmed down. The tingling feeling he felt had sizzled out. He did not know what he had done, but he felt like he was in trouble. Still in the backyard, he heard the front door open. He heard Connie's voice immediately start yapping to his parents. Vastrom crept his way inside. Connie told his parents everything that had transcribed. In Vastrom's opinion... Connie was being a little dramatic. Towards the climax of the story, Vashram caught his mom's gaze. She jested him forward. Once Vashram was out in the open, Connie became a lot more explosive in his storytelling. They listened carefully till the end. When Connie completed his one-man play, their parents went to their room. The two could not tell what they were talking about in their hushed tones. Ten minutes later, they came out. They looked down at Vashram and gave him a giant hug. Connie looked at the hug he was not invited to. But, but, he muttered. Connie, his dad spoke up. You will understand. Your baby brother's special. You need to watch over him, okay? You're the eldest. Vastram was as confused as Connie. Connie marched to his room. He slammed the door and screamed so loud the family was sure the whole community heard him. For the remainder of the night, his parents focused on whatever Vastram liked. They made his favorite dinner, huckleberry fried venison and roasted grasshoppers. They took him out to the park, which he had been asking to go to for weeks. They asked Connie, but he refused to step out of his room. That night, they did not enforce his usual curfew. Their dad had also prepped everyone a cup of boiled chocolate. The smell was able to persuade Connie to leave his self imposed prison. After a night of leisure, Vasram went to bed around midnight. He was tired from the unexpectedly fun night. Vastrom passed out with a smile on his face, anticipating what the following day had to offer. Vastrom knew his day was going to be great when he woke up on his own instead of his mom shaking him. He smelled breakfast being made. After a quick face washing, he rushed to the dining room. His parents were sitting at the table waiting for him. They had made breakfast, and it smelled great. They greeted him good morning, and the crew got chowing down. Vastrom settled down after a second plate of food. He noticed that his parents were dressed in their community event wear instead of their work outfits. He asked them what was going on. All they told him was to hurry and eat because they were taking him somewhere. When he was done, they dressed him in his fanciest clothing. Walking down the road, Vasram felt everyone was staring at him in their peripheral vision. They walked him to the Altar of Reinforcement. Living in it was Prophet Marcus. The Prophet was standing outside the altar, as if he was anticipating their arrival. He welcomed them into his home. They sat in the living room, where Vasram's parents told Prophet Marcus about his fight with Connie. The Prophet inspected the boy throughout the story. He placed his hand on Vasram's head and told him to close his eyes. Prophet Marcus said a prayer to the Blade of Hylos. His usual dark blue eyes shifted to white. In the center of his pupil was a glowing sword. He told Vasram to open his eyes. His eyes shifted too. The transparent white aura and that tingly feeling returned to Vasram. The Prophet lacked an aura, but he made up for it with the energy radiating from him. They saw the majesty of the Blade of Hylos through him the true prophet, chosen by the blade itself to show his strength on the material plane. All in the room kneeled in front of such power. Rise, warriors, for today a Sharpener is born. Stand tall, Vasram Binax, Oldium, Tazar, for today you are born again. The prophet lifted him into an embrace. Kid Vasram didn't understand what was going on, especially since the remainder of the day none of the adults focused on him. They left him to wander the altar while they stayed in the back room As the day drew to an end, his parents left the room to find him. He was waiting by the door, ready to leave. They squatted down to his level. Son, you're gonna be staying with the prophet for some time now, alright? They gave him a quick hug and rushed out. Prophet Marcus showed Vashram to the basement level of the altar. He showed him the room he would now be calling home. It was a simple square box. The window had a great view into the forest, and the ceiling was made of glass. The beds were surprisingly comfortable, more so than the one at his parents'. When Vasram's dad meant he would be staying some time, he meant it. For 20 years, Vasram was under the tutelage of Prophet Marcus. Over the years, Vassarum was forced to memorize the entire history of Hylos and how he came into possession of his blade, as well as why he had to decapitate the demon lord. As a sharpener, he must be proficient in all things Blade of Hylos to educate the dull world. He had learned dozens of prayers and had adorned the same number of different ritualistic clothing. His favorite was learning to channel his divine energy, Through the blade of Hylos, nothing is unachievable. He had met other sharpeners that had returned to a port before going out again. The kind sharpeners sometimes would show him a trick or two. As for his family, he would typically get to see them five times a year. Even though they were so close, the Prophet told him they would distract him from his devotion. Over time though, his relationship with his brother improved. He learned his brother was jealous he was chosen. He enjoyed that. In the later years, his visitation time drastically decreased. The prophet's instructions had shifted from fun lessons of learning spells to how to read people. He taught him about different tells individuals can have, how to read people's body language, and a few persuasion tactics. Sharpness of the mind are as important as the sharpness of the will and the body. Prophet Marcus always said, he taught him about the surrounding kingdoms and the relationships with the blade. Vasram learned that the followers of the blade of Hilo spread far and wide throughout the known world. They have low numbers, but the Sharpeners move quickly on their missions. The experienced ones do their jobs very well. Since the banishment, the Sharpener's method has been the only way to grow the community. This cemented the scope of responsibility being a Sharpener of Hylos placed upon him. Vastrum did his best to meet the expectations of Prophet Marcus. On the 20th anniversary of his training, the Prophet brought him to his office. Vastrum was starting to suspect the power of the blade might bring long life. The prophet had barely aged in the past two decades, and he's human. The prophet sat him down. You are now Brother Vasram, and must begin sharpening. The plains are full of the dole, and we must be their sharpening stone. You must go, and spread what you have learned. For time can dole a blade that is never used. Do all you can for those who are honest in their turn to the blade, and do not waste time on those who refuse it. Move with purpose. Spread the word. Sharpen the dole. Never forget. A life not for the blade is a life not lived. Without saying a word, Bassram rose and left to pack. He had been preparing for this for the last five years. Two hours later, his bags were stuffed. He heard a knock at his door. A worker of the altar stood there with a the letter in her hands. From the prophet. Be double edged in your journeys, brother. He took the letter from her. She gave him a respectful bow and left. Vastrom stood in the doorframe. He unfolded the letter. First sharpening report. Brother Vastrom Binax Oldium Tezer. Mission. Report to the gnome community of Worthold. Team up with a group of mercenaries to clear out a den of kobolds. Purpose. Save the gnomes under the banner of the blade of Hylos. Show them its strength. Departure. Immediately. The rest of the letter was information about meeting the other mercenaries. Vastrom took his bag and had it out. He did not want to be late for his first sharpening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. If you want to share your story, you can send it to multiplane tales at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this tale, share it with your friends, family, and adventuring party. And if you can, please leave a review to help this reach the entirety of the planes of existence. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter for teasers and updates. Again, thanks for listening and return in a fortnight for the next episode. That's two weeks. Bye!